That is the sound of the bell of round number six, a fight number six, Pacific Coast boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines at the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ranchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. With Animo, Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. Of course, Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Just excited to talk about this past weekend of boxing, man. That's exactly right. We had another big weekend. Jose Ramirez fighting on Saturday. And then, of course, the great Chocolatito Gonzalez fighting on Saturday evening. And a lot of fights on the undercard and in between. That happened as well, Rick. So it was a, another, I would say, fulfilling weekend of boxing, man. No, yeah, it was a good card on the zone. It was a good card on uh, ESPN. You know, a bunch of great fights. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and of course, we still have the the lingering effect of the Jack Catterall Josh Taylor mm-hmm. fight and the decision that happened and all of the post activities. I was listening to a member of the British Boxing Board uh, that was getting interviewed. Um, and he was giving his take and kind of what's happening next. So we're going to talk about that in a, in an extra segment today, Rick, because I think one of our first podcasts, by the way, right, yeah. we we did one, I think it was episode two or three, about how we would fix boxing. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, we came up with the great ideas, you know, but they Brilliant. Still, haven't, still haven't figured them out. I figured it out, though. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we're going to somewhat reset on, you know, how do you address the judging of a fight, mm-hmm. right? Something that is purely subjective when you think about it, right? Yeah. But there are gu- there is guidance, right? And we'll I'll read out, right, from the ABC Boxing official website on what judges are supposed to be reviewing. And then we'll talk about, again, what are some suggestions and what can be done, if anything. Here's the good news, though, Rick. Okay, now if you think about it, last week we talked about what some of the actual robberies Mm-hmm. Okay, that I personally have seen yeah. that we talked about. But how often are we talking about this in boxing? Okay, yeah. it's not every week. No. Okay, it's not like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not some like systemic issue that needs to get fixed. It's just that when it happens, it's big and then it makes front page news and everybody's talking about it. But the reality is, thankfully, it's not something that happens frequently enough. Yeah, and it, it's just something that, you know, people are going to debate it, but there's always blame on, on each side. You know, there's always, yeah. you know, you can blame the judges. You know, hey, you can blame the fighter for not stepping it up the last few rounds where he probably could have iced, you know, yeah. put icing on the cake in, That's in, right. in the match. So yeah. there's always blame. You know, then there's the trainer that says, hey, you've got this one in the bag. Yeah. You know, just coast the last three rounds. Right, you know? right. No, that's exactly right. You know, so there's, there's you're saying right. There's a lot of other parties that are mm-hmm. culpable for the loss, right? Besides just the judges. But like we talked about though last week, Rick, there are some fights where clearly the fighter did do enough, yeah. right? And all of the judges got it wrong. And so I guess that is what we can talk a little bit about today. On what are some things that we've suggested? So we'll kind of bring them back to the surface, mm-hmm. Rick. To um, get everybody up to speed with what can be addressed. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking, by the way, Rick, speaking about the robberies, right, we had uh, quite quite a bit of action on mm-hmm. social media, Rick. Okay. Um, well, I'll start off with some of the, some of the good stuff. Uh-huh. Some of the good stuff is some people brought up other fights, right? Yeah. So they brought up one of the fights that we did talk about, the uh, Jose Luis Castillo and Mayweather. Mm-hmm. And I said, we did talk about that, right? Yeah. In the podcast. You you actually had that when you said Uh 8-4 for Castillo. And I agreed, right? It's just, 
and and by the way, just to to to, to you know ground everybody, these were not the top five robberies. These yeah. were just robberies that I happen to have seen, right? That I said impacted me as a boxing fan. Yeah. That didn't mean they were the top five robberies. But we did talk about that one. Another one of interest that was brought up uh, on Instagram. By the way, Instagram Pacific Coast Boxing website PacificCoastBoxing.com, Twitter at Pac Coast Boxing, Facebook Pacific Coast Boxing. So take advantage of. It. Appreciate all the fans getting involved on Instagram. But another one that was brought up on Instagram is uh, Axel Schultz. Was it not Axel Schultz? Schultz uh-huh. uh, and uh, George Foreman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do remember that fight. And I do remember that Axel Schultz um, should have been given the victory. I have to watch it again if I consider it a robbery, but that was another one, Rick. Yeah, no, it just happened to be you know probably one of those fights where you know George Foreman wins that fight and then he gets an even bigger fight. And, uh, you know, the promoters, the judges, you know, yeah. the, the, the fans, yeah. everything is kind of pushed in that direction. Yeah, and of course at that point, right, George Foreman was, uh, he was the cash cow at that point, mm-hmm. especially after he'd won the championship. But that was a good call out. Yeah. I do remember that fight. I'm going to have to watch that one again. Um, and then, of course, Rick, right, unfortunately we had, I think, people that you probably reached out to and, and – uh, and had them update or had them send, which was Tito Trinidad. Yeah. Fans feeling that one guy said Tito Trinidad won easily, okay. right? Okay. And not even sure why. Another one, yeah. not even sure why we had that as a robbery. Yeah. You know, and and you know, there's there's an argument to be made for these guys. <laughs> um, you know, making of course, this. You of know, course. I, I definitely had it, yeah. you know, seven rounds to five, Tito. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, yeah. I can see eight four. You know, I um yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Here's what I've challenged anybody on Instagram, right? Who's given us feedback? And again, I appreciate the feedback, right? But I also have the right to respectfully disagree. Send me the rounds, then. Yeah. Send me the rounds. Seven of them. Send mm-hmm. me the seven rounds that you believe that Tito Trinidad won. I have seen that fight 15 times. I will watch it 16 times, yeah. and I will specifically go to the rounds. That you know that are identified as the seven rounds, Rick. Yeah. I couldn't find them. I I could again. I could find six. Yeah. I will go as far as saying that I could find six. Like you said earlier, at the end of the day, the fight was in Delahoya's hands, mm-hmm. right? If he doesn't dance and listen to Alcazar's horrible advice in those last three rounds, yeah. we're not even having this discussion, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not blaming the judges, but I do think, okay that it was a robbery in that there's no way that De La Hoya lost. Yeah. That's the difference. See what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I'll go back and, you know, this week, that'll be my assignment for the week. And, you know, I'll go back and I'll, I'll list the rounds. You're going to bring the seven. I'll, I'll, you're, you're I'll bring, bring the seven, seven next okay. week. Okay. Next week. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Which makes sense because you got your community online yeah. that apparently is, is fully behind you. Yeah. Saying Trinidad won easy. Easy. That's what he said, yeah. Easy, easy victory for yeah. Trinidad. You know, had he had had De La Hoya won the, uh, fought that fight, <laughs> yeah. You know, like like he did the Corte fight, yeah. You know, he's blown out, knocked out in seven. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe. No, I, I yeah, <laughs> he's knocked out. You're yeah. saying, yeah. No, oh, I thought you said he would have knocked out Trinidad. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no. yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So okay, that's fine. So there you go. Rick's gonna take the stand. You're gonna mm-hmm. take the flag for your fans on Instagram. I got it. That are supporting. Yeah, that's cool. So I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait, and then I'll, I'll review those seven rounds. Yeah. So, um, so a lot going on today. We're going to talk about again, you know, some of the judging and what can be done to address it. Um, it's not as simple as people think, mm-hmm. right? 
great weekend of boxing. We're going to talk about the masterful, masterful performance by Chocolatito Gonzalez, right? Yeah. Maybe the questionable decision by Martinez to take that fight. I know it's easy to say, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, Rick, but um, right, you look at that fight and you're like, gee, should he have taken that on such a short notice, right? Mm-hmm. Got some fights coming up this weekend. I cannot wait, and we'll talk about it more, Rick. Uh, Conlon and Lee Wood. Because you've been calling for Conlon to step up the competition. I think this is that fight. This is somewhat it. This is somewhat it. So I can't wait for that one. We are in round six, though, Rick. So we always talk about a fight that resonates with us in round six, that ended in round six. Mm -hmm. This is going to go all the way back, Rick, to May 30th of 1987. Your guy, not my favorite heavyweight. Mm -hmm. I think he fought in a very diluted era. Mike Tyson knocking out Pinkland Thomas in round six. And by the way, Rick, you got to watch. If you haven't seen that fight in a while, watch round six. Yeah. Absolute devastating the number of punches that Mike Tyson lands mm-hmm. before Pinkland Thomas finally went down. Yeah, no, and, and this was the fight to get him, you know, to 30 and 0. Yep. You know, it was a big fight. Um, at the Las Vegas Hilton, when, they, when right. the Las Vegas Hilton used to host a lot of fights. Outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, out, outdoors at the Hilton. That's right. And, you know, the thing that made this fight um, even a little bit extra special, by the way, is it was a night of heavyweights yeah. because you had a lot of heavyweights that were in action, including James Buster Douglas, Rick, yeah. who lost that day, that night, by the way, to Tony Tucker. Oh, wow. Right, and that was in 1987. Three years later, of course, the biggest upset in boxing history, or, or arguably the biggest, James Douglas knocks out Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was all on that particular evening um, in, in 1987. Yeah, but watch that fight. And to me, by the way, um, even though Tyson knocked him out, you could already see Tyson starting to wear down, mm-hmm. even in even in round six. And Pinklin Thomas was just a big dude. Yeah, so, no, a big guy. You know, Pinkland Thomas, you know, he, he he fought a who's who of the heavyweight division. Yep. You know, he played, or he fought um, Riddick Bowe. Yeah. Evander Holyfield, Tommy Morrison. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Burbick. You know, you've, you've uh, it's kind of a who's who of, of the heavyweight division. Yeah, he'd only lost once. So heading into that fight, right, he'd only lost once to, to Trevor Burbick. Yeah. All right. So uh, other than that, uh, just the one loss going into that fight. So this was, and it was somewhat, somewhat uh, competitive, but... Oh. Yeah, that was that was too much. Um in that that particular fight. Yeah, he lost to Vander Holyfield right after that. Yeah. Pinklin Thomas was one of those guys. He did win a belt. He did mm-hmm. he did have a championship at uh at one point. But there you go, Rick. Round six, all the way back to the eighties. Your that is your favorite heavyweight, right? Mike Tyson? Yeah, uh growing up, you know, I think um he was the one one of the guys that kind of uh got me into the sport. Yeah. And as I think a lot yeah. of people, you know, back then yeah. in the eighties. True. You know, that nobody was bigger than Mike Tyson. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you know who could forget the uh, was it the Punch Out game? Yeah, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Mike Tyson. Yeah, I, I used to love that. Yeah. I used to love that. You just had to kind of figure out right mm-hmm. the kind of the technique to every fighter that you that you fought right. Yeah. But all right, folks, uh, we'll be right back again. We got a lot coming up. We got how to fix the judging. We got the fights that took place over the weekend. We got the big fight coming up this weekend. We got the stat of the week. Pacific Ghost Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Ghost Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Um, I'm excited now, man. I can't I can't wait 
for you to send me the uh, the, se- the the seven rounds. The seven rounds, you know. When, I'll, when I'll, can I expect them? Well, I'll respond to the posts. I'm probably my midweek. That's a know, good idea. I, I should uh, yeah. respond back to the post. That's actually I'll a good idea. I'll put my rounds on there. Okay. And uh, you know, let the fans, you know. Decide. Yeah. Yeah, no, there you go. You, you, you should come to their defense, by the way, because yeah. not one of them has responded mm-hmm. when I'm asking them, saying, that's fine. If you think Tito won easy, mm-hmm. you think that wasn't a robbery, send me the seven rounds. Yeah, well, I'll help them. You know, all okay. they have to do is agree yeah. with those seven rounds. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, I have a feeling they will. <laughs> they may even have extra. By the time you guys are done, this could be 10 to 2, Trinidad, <laughs> when you guys are done looking at all the and, whole fight. And, and the discussion, you know, at that point. That's exactly right. Yeah. The robbery is going to be how was, you know, why wasn't mm-hmm. the, the margin even wider yeah, for why, Trinidad? Why wasn't it unanimous? Instead yeah. Of the majority. Yeah, decision. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. All right, Rick. Well, here's the good news. Uh-huh. This weekend didn't really have any major controversial decisions no. in the from the judges. No. One close, but not not much. Uh-huh. And I know you'll talk about the Gabriel Flores, but yeah. what do you got, Rick? Um so we've got from we'll start with Friday uh fights. Uh um, Yes. Save Martarina, Fresno, California. Yep. Uh we had uh Jose Ramirez um getting a unanimous decision over uh Jose Pedraza. Yeah. You know, I, I know you saw this one and yep. um you know it was kind of it was a victory, but it was kind of a lackluster victory for me. Yeah. You know, where you know, I think Jose Ramirez needed to make a statement. Yeah. And he just kind of he won. Yeah. But the statement wasn't there. Well, here's the thing, right? To his defense though, Rick, is Pedraza's um mm-hmm. not an easy guy to make a statement against. Yeah. Right? He's a slick lefty, good boxer, very crafty, right? So I'll say to that, I'll just counter and say that I think that has as much to do about his opponent being a quality yeah. fighter. And it's it's one of those type of fighters where it's tough to look good against. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he won. He won convincingly. Um, you know, it, it, look what look at what happened again with uh you know with Josh Taylor right fighting in front of his hometown right. And this is um here's Ramirez fighting in front of his hometown in Fresno, mm-hmm. first fight after Taylor right. You got all that going on. That's not easy. So yeah. I think that's fine. And he wanted against a quality opponent. It's not like he picked a Ham and Egger. Yeah, no. Rick. Ham and Egger, he blows him out. Yeah. No, no, yeah. You know, I, I think we need to save the date. You know, yeah. you're actually talking up a Puerto Rican fighter. Yeah. That's you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Puerto Rican fighters, oh, okay, Rick. Okay. Edwin Rosario, Hector yeah. Camacho. One of my favorites is uh, Wilfredo, you know, Bazooka Gomez. Yeah. Right, the best 122 pound fighter in the history of boxing. Uh-huh. I'm a fan of them. Okay, some okay. of them. Yeah. Um, also on this card, just uh, not too often, depending on who they're fighting. Yeah, that's oh, that's yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, also on this card, we had uh, Joette Gonzalez. You know, with the, yeah. with the TKO victory. Yeah. You know, looked impressive. I think yeah. um, he knocked him out in the third, I believe. Yeah, this was a yeah. good one. I was really pulling for him, right? Mm-hmm. Really pulling for him because, again, we talked about it. He's had some tough fights, right, yeah. against Shakur Stevenson and then against Emmanuel Navarrete. Like, he's going through the very best, yeah, right, in that, in that weight division, So, um, which is 130. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. Good that he finally got an opportunity, right, to, to yeah. get a victory under his belt. Tough kid, tough fighter. I'd love to see him fight for a championship against somebody not named Stevenson or Navarrete. Yeah, no, and, and, and he's looked up, you know, kind of held his own yeah. in, the, in, the, in those fights. You know, Chris Stevenson was more yeah. of a blowout. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard to look good against Stevenson. He's just a 
such a slick boxer. That's right. And he's you know he's gonna outpoint you. Yeah. You know, but looked really good in the Navarrete fight, and um, it's good to see him. You know, pick up this win, and and you know yeah. hopefully there's another big fight for him out there. Yeah. The the scoring I thought you know speaking about judging the scoring I did think we both thought that Navarrete won the fight, mm-hmm. but not as wide. And if it was, no, it was one of those things where the 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 score was not indicative of how close a fight that was because yeah. he buzzed Navarrete a couple times. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it was it was definitely a lot closer fight. We were there. We saw the thing. We yeah. we, we saw both of their faces after the fight. That's right. You know, it was, That's right. It was a war. Yep. Um, also on this card, uh, Gabriel Flores Jr. Yeah. Uh, he pulled off a majority decision against Abraham Montoya. Yeah. Yeah, this was the one where I said, you know, if there was anything close, but he won. Mm-hmm. He definitely won. I had no issues giving him, you know, the decision. Um, the thing is, man, so this was a kid who just, you know, potential, right? Mm-hmm. Sky's the limit. But then he runs into Luis um, Alberto Lopez. Yeah. And this was the fight where mistake having your dad in the ring, right? That fight should have been stopped, Rick. Mm-hmm. This was the fight where um, Gabriel Flores Jr. was just getting pummeled. Yeah. And and his dad should have stopped. And, I mean, he should have stopped at Rick around round six or seven. Yeah, no, right? we, uh, we, you know, we discussed that, you know, the the few days after that fight. Yeah. And uh, it sh- definitely should have been stopped. And now, yeah. you know, he kind of looks like, you know, a shot fighter at this point. He does. You know, he does. He's, you know, as young as he is, still mm-hmm. 21 years old. Um, those are the kind of fights that take a lot out of you, and that's why you stop those fights, mm-hmm. right? Maybe he wasn't ready. Maybe it just wasn't his night. And then Abraham Montoya, here's the thing, man, is that, you know, as his manager, mm-hmm. I don't put him in there against a guy like Abraham Montoya, Rick. No. Exactly what I just said earlier about, you know, or I was talking about a ham and egger. You set up a ham and egger for him, yeah. meaning a guy that he's going to look good against, if nothing else, for a confidence builder. Guys that are handpicked. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exa- that's exactly. But that's what you do. You do right. You don't put him on against an Abraham Montoya who basically is going to be there every single round mm-hmm. in your face, throwing punches. Yes, you know after the fight, um, a lot of jeers. Right, yeah. a lot of people weren't happy, and and uh, Flores was like, "Well, that's because Montoya is from Mexico and he played Mexican music, mm-hmm. and you know." The people from Fresno. No, it's the thing is, it's like the guy that we saw on TJ, remember? Yeah. People appreciate fighters that come in and throw leather and go for it, yeah. right? Um, and yeah, you know, he's, you know, Flores has kind of looked upon the kid with the silver spoon that he's expected mm-hmm. to win. Um, ugly victory for him. Yeah. I don't like it, right? Um, and at the weight division at 130 pounds, I, I don't see him mm-hmm. uh, one of the elite, Rick, at 130. No, it just doesn't have the punching power at this, you know, and um, that's you know, the either thing. have it or you don't. That's the key right there, Rick. 31% knockout ratio, mm-hmm. 21 wins, 7 KOs. There is a problem. Those are like two two things that you never want, right? Yeah. Um, you don't hit very hard, and you get hit a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad combination, yeah, Rick. bad combination. Um, also, you know, from Saturday, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll start with the uh, Pachanga Arena in, yeah. San, in San Diego, California. Yep, um, right Ro- down the street from here. Yeah, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. Uh, yeah, unanimous decision over uh, Julio Cesar Martinez. Yeah, you'd have to say right. You'd have to say not only for Chocolatito, but for any fighter, that is a virtuoso performance, Rick. Yeah, no, he he looked good. He looked impressive, yep. um, and. Um, you know, it, it's good to see him, um, 
this guy was kind of a late replacement five yeah. weeks out. Yeah. Uh, Chocolatito took the fight, you know, and, and, and props for Julio Cesar Martinez stepping up and kind of taking this fight. Uh, probably ill-advised. Yeah. You know, we discussed that earlier. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's a shame it wasn't uh, Juan Francisco Estrada, but, um, you know, this was another good fight. Yeah, we need to see El Gallo on him, especially after mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, Chocolatito saying that, you know, the, the only time he's lost is to Sir Grisette, Sogor yeah. Vise. They did, that El Gallo didn't beat him. Mm-hmm. Well, let's find out, yeah. right? Um, as far as Martinez goes, again, easy now to say that was ill-advised. Yeah. Okay, now you look at what happened, you know, the last couple of weeks, right, where you see, uh, you know, Hector Garcia beating Chris Colbert, right, and taking the fight on, what, three weeks' notice, mm-hmm. right? You see all these things, but you got to question, Rick, what you say, you, you ill-advised, you got to question Martinez taking this fight. Yeah. Okay, he's already a champion, right? Down in the 112 pound division, um, and you got to think, right? Was it the Reynosos? Was it people in his ear saying, "Hey, man, this is going to be an easy fight. This is an old fighter, right? Yeah. We're just going to go in there, volume puncher, knock this guy out." And this was as sharp as I've ever seen Chocolatito. Mm-hmm. I talked about it last week. Is he going to make a statement and kind of hold, uh, hold serve, so to speak? And and there's not and avoid the changing of the guard, and that's what he did. He yeah. gave this kid a boxing lesson. Yeah, no, it, it was it was impressive. Um, you know, I I felt like um, Martinez was gonna be, you know, a little bit more elusive because he's he is the lighter fighter. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's one one twelve. He fights at usually, but that's not his style, right? No, and and um, you know, it's a bad matchup for him. And he also, you know, it almost seemed like from everything I'm hearing. He didn't have a full camp. You know, he only trained for five weeks. He wasn't training leading up to when they got the phone call for this fight. Right. And hence, you know, he was too heavy for it to be a title fight. That's exactly right. He came in overweight, right? Think about that, right? Mm -hmm. He is, you know, the reigning 112-pound WBC champion. He comes up to fight at 115, and he misses weight. Yeah. What does that tell you? Yeah, it means he wasn't ready for this one. Yeah, it was a bad decision. Now, the thing is, right, again, is you're not moving up to fight you know, um, just some some nobody, some guy that just got, you're you're fighting a legend. Yeah. You're fighting a guy that was at one point, right, the undisputed pound for pound top fighter in the world mm-hmm. for a couple of years by anybody's list. The Ring, ESPN, Transnational Boxing Board, Boxing News, Chocolatito was number one for years. Yeah. And you're going to move up on you know less than six weeks' notice and miss weight and think you're going to get in there and blast this guy. Yeah, no way. And the only yes. fight, you know, again, well, he's lost three fights, mm-hmm. uh, Chocolatito has. But, you know, you hear about the fight where he got knocked out is, you know, loses his trainer. He's basically training by himself. That's the fight after that, Rick, where everybody had uh, had written him off, mm-hmm. right? And then he, of course, has came back, wins four in a row, wins a championship against Israel Gonzalez, and then loses the controversial decision to, uh, to El Gallo. Yeah. No, yeah, it... it um... You know, Chocolatito has had it uh, rough. I think he's now training out in uh, India. With, oh, is uh, he really? I think, I think Joel Diaz is his trainer. No kidding. Chocolatito? Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, hats off to him. Yeah. Amazing performance. Now, during that telecast, by the way, um, the the Latin Snake, mm-hmm. right, winner of the first contender. Yeah. People for, still forget that. Um, talked about that Chocolatito has now surpassed his... Um, his mentor, right? Yeah. Um, Alexis Arguello, both of them from Managua, 
you know, Nica- Nicaragua, mm-hmm. you know. And I could understand, right? I could understand that, but but I don't know, right? I think what people forget, and you know, right? Yeah. Hits home to me, Rick. That's yeah. probably my that's my that's my guy. That's, that's guy, my favorite yeah. fighter of all time. Um you know, Chocolatito won weight championships in four weight divisions, right? Mm-hmm. He started off at the very, at the minimalist, 105 to 108 to 112 to 115. Yeah. Um Arguello won it in three weight divisions, okay? Mm-hmm. Um I, and I think the difference is this. Okay, by the way, both great fighters. A couple things. One, Arguello never lost a championship in the ring, Rick. Yeah. When he lost his championship, it's mm-hmm. because he moved up in weight. Okay? Chocolatito, of course, has lost his championship to Soro Rimvisa in the ring and by getting knocked out. Um, Alexis Arguello, nickname El Flaco Explosivo, he had dynamite in both hands. Mm-hmm. Chocolatito, and, and by the way, beautiful boxer was Alexis Arguello. Yeah. Chocolatito is more of a volume puncher mm-hmm. with combinations and beautiful defense. Yeah. Which, you know, Martinez found out. They were even telling him, just hit him in the gloves. <laughs> that's what that's what his corner said. Just yeah. hit him in the gloves. And that's playing right into him, by the way. Yeah. But anyways, I don't like those kind of comparisons. It's hard to say he surpassed who both great fighters. Alexis mm-hmm. Argo is just a is just a legend. Yeah. No, yeah, different eras. It's it's always tough to to kind of uh you know, compare the two. You know, Arguello was going up up in weight. Yeah, you know, Chocolatitos kind of hovered around the same. That's exactly this, right. This whole career. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, he naturally progressed right from that hundred and eight mm-hmm. up to you know up to where he's at now. Yeah. When you look at any list as far as like the greatest in any weight division, um, any list that you'll look at, you're always going to find Alexis Arguello as number one at one hundred and thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, you don't. You don't find that for Chocolatito. Yeah. You'll find him at number five and, you know, number, you know, somewhere between one and five mm-hmm. at 115, at 112, maybe even at straw weight. Yeah. But you don't see him as the consensus number one. Yeah. With Arguello, you do. Yeah, no, it could have just been something, you know, they kind of fed um, the Latin snake to kind of throw out there just to kind of, you know, pump up Chocolatito. And now, what does he know? Uh, yeah. You know, it, uh, you can so, call in. He can call in. You yeah. know, the Latin Snake. Yeah, if you're listening, or if you got folks, people that know the Latin Snake, call in and and you know, let's have a debate about why mm-hmm. you think he's better than Alexis Arguello. Yeah. <laughs> um, also on this card, we had uh, Mauricio Lara. Yeah. With an impressive knockout against uh, Emilio Sanchez. You know, Sanchez was down in round one, in round three, uh, when when the count was waved off. Yeah, man, Laura. All of a sudden, right, mm-hmm. goes over across the pond, knocks out Josh Warrington, right? Yeah. Um, has the rematch with him. Uh, honestly, was doing just as good. And then you had that ugly, had that ugly headbutt, mm-hmm. right? Um, I love it. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's turning out to be the real deal. Yeah. No, he looked good in this fight, and um, another guy who looked good this this yeah. card. Diego Pacheco. Yep. You know, improved to 14 and 0. Yep. With his knockout victory, uh his opponent was down in round 1. Yep. And then in round 2 and uh, it was just a nasty combination. He hit him with the big big uh I believe it was a big left. Yeah. And then hit him with the right and the left on the way down. Yeah. And I'm going to give all the credit to Raul Lizaraga. Yeah. Who's fighting on April 2nd at the mm-hmm. Commerce Casino under All-Star Boxing Promotions. For all of the sparring that they did, those yeah. guys, I'm telling you, Rick, I saw their sparring session live, mm-hmm. you know, in person. Wow, I definitely got them ready. 
Yeah. For this one. So that credit goes to Ruli Saraga. No, but of course, great fight by Diego Pacheco. Good kid. I got a chance to meet his family. Good, solid people out of South Central LA. Sky's the limit for that kid, man. Amazing talent. Yeah, no, it it was a great fight to see. And uh, that's pretty much it for this past weekend. All right, Rick. um, We'll be right back. We're going to talk about how do we fix the judging? Mm -hmm. What are some things that can be done, Rick? Okay. We'll be right back. Pacific Ghost Boxing. Pacific Ghost Boxing. Bonza Ruiz back with Rick Prado. You know, one of the things, Rick, uh, just going back real quick to the uh, Chocolatito fight. So he wants to stay at 115, right? Mm-hmm. So he's all indications are that's what he wants to do. I know that, you know, some folks, of course, are throwing out him moving up to 118, mm-hmm. where, of course, you got the monster Inouye and Onito Donaire and such, but really it's that Inouye fight. Yeah. You just imagine that, right? Yeah, no, it would, it would be a great uh, great fight, you know, uh, huge. I think it would, it would uh, you'd put that on pay-per-view and it, it'd make a lot of money. But he doesn't want it. Yeah. He doesn't want it. He says he wants and And by the way, I don't blame him, mm-hmm. okay, because when you look at 115, there's still a lot of fights. First of all, yeah. you got the, the, the trilogy, right? You got the, the last fight, which was supposed to be on Saturday, with El Gallo Estrada. Mm-hmm. You still got to fight that one. You got Drew and Anca- uh, Acajas, right? You got, uh, and then Kazuto Ioka, mm-hmm. who a lot of people have in their top 10 pound for pound. So you got a lot of guys. You got a lot of fighters there. You still got uh, Soro Granvise. Yeah. You know, and then that's unfinished business probably there. I think guarantee right. he still wants that fight. Absolutely. So I think that's why it's like there's there's enough fighters there. You got Joshua mm-hmm. Frankel, right? Yeah. The professor at 115 pounds. So. You've got enough there, and I think he also, although, I'm going to be honest with you, I would love to see the Inouye yeah. and Chocolatito fight. I, I would even want to see, you know, I, I would probably want to see Donaire. I think that would be the closer of the two fights. Maybe yeah. Inouye is too, a combination of too young yeah. and maybe too big, Right. whereas Donaire, Donaire's actually older Yeah, that's you know, right. Chocolatito. See, the thing is, though, right, after watching what he did to yeah. completely dismantle Martinez, mm-hmm. could he do the same to Inouye? Because Inouye hasn't fought somebody yeah. that's as skilled as, as no, Chocolatito no, yeah. with the defense, the gloves, the combinations, the precision yeah. as Chocolatito. So, ah, man, yeah. would There's that be something? Plenty of options. You know, I, th- I think, you know, clean out the 115 division and, yeah. then, and then maybe see if 118 is a possibility. Yeah, that's the thing though, is yeah. that he's I would yeah, he's just too old to do that. Yeah. You know, I mean if you look at his age, as much as we you know, the resurgence mm-hmm. where now all of a sudden the loss to Sogram Vise was just an aberration. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, he's what, thirty two years old? I think he's thirty four. Thirty four, yeah. So I mean, yeah, a couple more fights and then and and that's gonna be it. Yeah. So but from a money perspective, mm-hmm. holy smokes. Yeah. Like that, That from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. But, all right, Rick, from a boxing business perspective, we got the judging. Yeah. And so I was listening over the weekend to, you know, somebody from the British Boxing Board, of course, who was going to take, pl- who was going to participate in the um, in the review. And I don't know what the heck they're going to do in that review. Yeah. Right? They're not going to, they're not going to, by the way, they're not going to overturn anything. Yeah, they're not overturning. That's number one. Yeah. yeah, they will never do that. That's just not going to happen, okay? Um, 
so all they can do, right, is review how the ju- how the fight was judged and see if there's any opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. But let me just review, okay? So this is from, you know, the ABC um, a boxing, right? The official commission. This is what the scoring criteria is for judges, Rick. Yeah. Okay, so let me, there's only four, Rick. There's only mm-hmm. four. Number one, um, clean punching. Power versus quantity, right? Which is why the uh, the whole punch stat or uh, what's it called? The um, when they do the punch, CompuBox. the compu box, yeah. right? Which is that why that's to me that's only added to a lot of the controversy mm-hmm. because when they show the compu box numbers, it doesn't always translate to whether or not yeah. somebody's winning because of rule number one: mm-hmm. clean punching, power versus quantity. So that's number one. Yeah. Two, effective aggressiveness. Okay, mm-hmm. that's where it starts to get subjective, Rick. Yeah. Because when you look at the Jack Catterall and Josh Taylor fight, right, Taylor was the aggressor, mm-hmm. but it was Catterall that was counterpunching, landing the cleaner punches. Yeah. Right? And so what does that mean, effective aggressiveness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's a, what, what it means to you probably means something different to me. Right. You know, and right. vice versa, you know, with, with, with the judges. Right, and, you know, so that's number two, right? Mm-hmm. Here's another one, number three, ring generalship. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, we, what does that mean, right? Yeah. Does that mean that I am controlling the fight, mm-hmm. right? I'm dictating the pace. That's what it means to me. Dictating the direction of right. the fight. Right. I'm, I'm making the, the my opponent fight my fight, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm making them eat my jab. I'm clinching. I'm tying them, I'm tying them up, et cetera. Um, and then number four, defense. Okay. Yeah. Which is why Willie Pep, yeah. right? Which is why Willie Pep, who you know is the number one, uh, what is he, number one hundred twenty-six pounder mm-hmm. of all time, right? We talked about him last week. Um, you know, he would win fights without throwing a punch. Yeah, and each judge know? is going to look at certain things. You know, the, you yeah. listed four things. Yeah, you know, and some one judge is going to list you know number two higher than number four, and yeah, you know, yeah. it's just going to be that's the way they're going to do it, and that's the way they're always going to do it. That's a very good point, Rick. Yeah. That's a very good point. No, you know, because you're right. There could be some judges that really appreciate yeah. effective aggressiveness, mm-hmm. right? That, that that maybe they don't look at the boxing as the sweet science, right? You're right. And then yeah. there could be some that are just looking for, hey, ring generalship. Whoever's yeah. dictating the pace of the fight, that's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go. Those are the four rules of uh, you know the scoring criteria, right? Um, and then you've got how it's administered. You got three judges. Yeah. You suggested right over a year ago that maybe we bring in more judges. Yeah. Okay. I think I wanted five. Yeah. You know, because you, yeah. you do have to keep it kind of uh, you know an odd number. Yeah. So just to kind of remove a lot of the draws. Yeah, but the thing is, right? Is like I think we talked about it, and I'm not saying your idea yeah. is bad. Is that you're still going to have judges that see the fight a certain way? Yeah. That interpret you know what what I just called out right mm-hmm. the four uh, scoring criteria clean punching yeah. effective aggressive ring generalship and defense mm-hmm. what's to stop Rick five judges from still seeing it a certain way yeah no no, no nothing is you know by still yeah, human with, beings I think with 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 five you know then you get you know I think it's less likely yeah you know maybe not that much less likely yeah. but I feel it's less likely that you have a you know the smaller yeah. Sample size yeah. of judges seeing it one way. Yeah, because we're talking about something that is filled with subjectivity, mm-hmm. right? To your to your point, yeah. you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. 
right? Which which of those four scoring criterias criterias do I like and prefer? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like in is it in the Olympics, right? Um, where we just saw the Winter Olympics, right, with the uh, snowboarding, mm-hmm. where there was some bad judging there. But you know, like when they have like the ten judges, and then I think they 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 remove the high and the low, and then yeah. they go with the middle ones, right? So that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Whereas if if you take that high and the low. Mm-hmm. And they were two of the three judges, right? Yeah. Then we got a bad score. Yeah. Right? So you're saying the more judges, the less likely there is. So that's possible. Yeah. Right? I, I feel like now when you've got three judges, only two have to see it. The one guy's way, right. you know, one guy's way to win the fight. The other yeah. were the five, three guys have to <laughs> yeah. see it that way. Yeah. And the thing is, though, some of the robberies that we talked about, it's it was not only that they saw it, mm-hmm. but- the lopsided nature of the yeah. fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's the other thing though, right? That 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 boxing has that's very interesting. Because it's subjective, when you watch a fight, Rick, right? If you're watching a fight, and I've told you before, uh oh, and by the way, when you're gonna when you're watching the fight and you're gonna choose the seven rounds, yeah. Watch that with the television on mute, mm-hmm. not listening to the announcers. Oh yeah. Because that is a factor. When you watch a fight and you're listening, you know, God forbid you're listening to Jim Lampley, mm-hmm. right? As soon as he'd pick a fighter, especially if it was Miguel Cotto, right? It didn't matter what the other guy was doing. <laughs> Although I, I do. There's another guy that I really like. I like Miguel yeah. Cotto. But the the judges, Rick, are at the arena. Mm-hmm. They are in the middle of the action. They can hear the fans yeah. around them. Right, that are responding to well, you and I. We've been to I don't know dozens and dozens of boxing matches. Yeah. Right, when the favorite even comes close to landing a punch, the crowd goes wild. Mm-hmm. These are human beings. Yeah, that's impactful to the judges, mm-hmm. Rick. And you know, depending on how close they are, maybe yeah. might be even able to hear the uh, the announcers. Oh yeah, no, that's absolutely a factor. Mm-hmm. So that's something. And now, why am I bringing that up? That's something that I think could be fixed. Right. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Do we not have technology developed enough that you can put, you know, like in football, mm-hmm. you have those uh, you have those cameras that kind of hover over the field, uh-huh. right? Can you not put, um, you know, some 4K cameras, right, and have a feed where maybe the third judge is not even there? Yeah. Maybe the third judge is in some studio. Yeah, it could be. You know, I, I, I've been reading a few things and—, and um you know, some people even said, you know, change the judge's vantage point. Yeah. You know, that right. sitting there at the side of the ring is probably not the best. I don't know. Would you have been able to judge the fight from the side of the ring? You know, you're taking pictures from the side of the ring. Did you feel like that's the best angle to watch the fight? Or should the referees be maybe elevated a little bit and watch it at a better angle? Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, f- so for the most part, yes. Yeah. But when they're in the corner, no, I can't see them. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, when I'm there and I'm mm-hmm. right on the ring apron, I, I would say that there's about whatever you want to call it, you know, fifteen to twenty percent part yeah. of the ring where I can't see. Yeah. And then when the when the referee has his back to me, I can't I can't see everything that's going on. Yeah. So I have to rely. Here's the thing: you rely on the fans. Uh-huh. You rely on the noise. Yeah. I can't see. I can't judge what I can't see. Yeah. Right. So you, your your point is valid. Mm-hmm. Now I did see right. I forget what fight it was. Um, they almost had like the Phil Jackson chair where the judges yeah. were sitting way up. Uh-huh. 
I don't know what fight that was, but I was watching on TV and the judges had like these really high seats. Yeah, they, they were suggesting like, uh, you know, how like in tennis, yeah. you know, that they have the judges That's right. sitting, That's right. you know, yeah. up elevated because they can yeah. see the action. Right. Better. Only thing is, though, like if you're buying tickets online, the part, they, yeah. they, they better have that spot marked off so that you're not <laughs> buying a seat behind that dude. <laughs> right. But and, and then you want the smaller judges you know, yeah, doing the fights. Yeah, no, that's right. But that's so. Yeah, so so we're talking about change the vantage points, mm-hmm. possibly add other judges. I don't know about the adding other judges, like I said, because if you get horrible judges, or horrible judges. Um, and I I think right, remove the crowd factor, remove the human element, and maybe put a judge or two. See, I, I'm okay, and we talked about this. If you're going to go to five judges, okay. If, the other two, though, Rick, put those in a studio. Yeah, watching the fight on you know on the 4K television mm-hmm. or a, a feed. Yeah, right. That that's that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. They could even, by the way, if they wanted to do a, a trial, put three judges and give them the angle of the current judges that are there mm-hmm. with the camera feed, just yeah. to see if there's any difference, right? To remove the crowd noise and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The other thing, Rick, is. When there is a bad decision, and there have been bad decisions because yeah. we talked about them last week, right? Some of the robberies that, that everybody, right? 98% of all boxing fans believe the wrong fighter was awarded the fight. What's the accountability for judges? Yeah, you, you've got to hold them accountable. You know, it yeah. seems like there's uh, zero to no punishment for, for a bad decision. You know, yeah. it uh, seems like the same people get the same fights over and over again regardless right. of yeah you know even with referees you yeah. know this like oh this guy was horrible yeah then you'll see him the very next week in a right big back fight. in there right yeah. yeah and then and what happens right uh who was the one was it the female the adelaide uh, adelaide berg berg right yeah. yeah what fight was that was that the canelo and triple uh, g I, yeah it was it was canelo triple g yeah. and she had that like yeah i don't know if it was nine to three right or 10 for, to for two. canelo right but yeah it was yeah uh, so, I mean, so that, right? So, but again, so what happened, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, like the British Boxing Board is going to do this big review. Yeah. Nothing's going to come of it. No. It's not gonna do, they're not going to be able to do anything. And like we said earlier in the opening, it's not like we're talking about these fights once a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are like, I don't know, maybe a handful a year yeah. where this happens. But but what do you do, right? So do you have them review? Do you have them sit there and justify why they scored a fight a certain mm-hmm. way? Right, and then what? You suspend them for for a given amount of time. Could be. I I, I think you start with just um, yeah. having them answer for yeah. why they you yeah. know, did a certain way, and then yeah. you listen to their the rationale, yeah. and then yeah, you know, you kind of make your decision. Is is does that sound legit, or does it sound like you know we're getting yeah. PS'd? See, but here's and and that's you're right, right? Yeah. So you get a panel and you have them review, but who does that? Yeah. Because here's the thing. The Catterall-Taylor fight, okay, that was every sanctioning body's belt. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rick? Yeah. Every Everybody, WBO, IBF, that was undisputed. Mm-hmm. So who does that? Who leads that? Yeah, it, that's the tough part is there has to be, you know, <laughs> th- there isn't and there possibly will never be yeah. one governing body kind right. of watching over the whole thing. No, that's just it. Yeah. That's just it. And so, yeah, so what are you going to do, yeah. right? Because it could be in the WBC's favor that Josh Taylor won, but mm-hmm. the IBF wants. So that that's just another thing. Yeah. So I think, yeah, there has to be some independent, right, review of the judges. And like you said, have them sit down, have them go through every round to your point and say, okay, tell me how this round was judged yeah. to this particular fighter. Mm-hmm. 
right? Explain it. And and you, to your point, though, here's the thing. There's subjectivity, though, Rick. Yeah. They could sit there and say, you know what, from where I was sitting, because mm-hmm. by the way, you weren't there. Yeah. Right? You weren't there, right? It's no different like corporate America, right? They're, you know, frontline employees being yeah. brought in and questioned. They're like, look, I was there at the fight. On TV, it doesn't seem that way. Yeah. But when Josh Taylor landed this left hand, right, to me it rocked Catterall, and I thought that those two punches took the round. Yeah. Or, you know, I had his back was to me the whole yeah. the whole round. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't see. Yeah. Because, yeah, remember, first uh, scoring criteria, number one, clean punching power. Yeah. So the judge could say, look, I saw Taylor land four really clean punches. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the round, effective aggressiveness. He was pushing. He was following Catterall around the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Catterall landed a few plunt punches, but I didn't think they were powerful enough. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Yeah. And then you leave there saying, okay, well, he justified why he chose Taylor. So what do you do? Yeah. Rubber stamp. Thank you. Next. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so there's it's no tough. it's there's no easy way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll wrap up this segment, and I'll say this. I have no issues. You can add other judges, but mm-hmm. don't add other judges and put them in the same atmosphere as yeah. the current judges who are making the horrible decisions. Add additional judges, but give them a different vantage point mm-hmm. to your point. Number one, either put them in a different seat in the arena where it's higher or put them in a studio with 4K feed, where they are not listening to the crowd and they yeah. are not listening to the announcers. Yeah. They are only listening. and In fact, there's no volume at all. Mm-hmm. They're just watching the fight. Accountability on the judges. If, in fact, a judge cannot uh, clearly explain why they chose a particular, then that judge is suspended yeah. or, you know, mandated to, you know, to go back to school and to review. And maybe, you know, he's got to go back to the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. They're not protected by a union. Yeah, no. Like what happens to an umpire when they miss a call? Yeah. They don't get to do playoffs. They don't get to do World Series. Yeah. Or yeah. referees. They're, they're, that's the way it's supposed to work. I think if, uh, you know, they, they're they graded yeah. and then, you know, they, they don't get to umpire in the playoffs and, yeah. and they lose out on the, the playoff money. I yeah, guess. and let's not even get started about how the judges get uh, get chosen, by the way. Yeah. Right? There's not a, That's not a clean process no. either. Right? There's promoters. There's a lot of influence on which judges uh, are selected for mm-hmm. fights. That's the problem with boxing. Yeah. There you go, folks. There is our rant on how to fix um, boxing or as far as judges are concerned. And I'll just say this in closing. It does not happen very often. Yeah. So my deal there is, do we really have a problem? It's yeah. just when these things happen. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to come uh, back with next week's fights and then the stat of the week. We'll be right back, Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, let's get into the, uh, really the fight card. Yeah. Big one for this weekend and then a lot of stuff from boxing news. Yeah, so from uh, Nottingham, England, uh, on the zone, we have uh, Lee Wood versus Michael Conlon, 12 rounds for Wood's WBA regular featherweight title. I can't wait for this fight, Rick. Yeah. So I've been talking about this fight for a couple of months, okay? So, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Conlon, right, the Olympian, um, by the way, who was involved in the uh, one of the decisions that was investigated in the uh, 
in the Olympics and the scoring, by the way. Yeah. That was looks like it was some uh, improprieties taking place. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, so this is like Michael Conlon, Kid with the Silver Spoon, and Lee Wood, the uh, you know the working man's yeah. fighter, Rick. So this is an interesting one. I can't wait to watch it. Michael Conlon is slightly favored. Okay, I've been talking for a while about they got to step him up. Mm-hmm. They finally are slight favorite. So he's going off at about let's just say call it minus one sixty. Lee Wood plus one thirty five. Yeah. So um, fairly even fight then. Yeah, it's a fairly yeah. even fight, man. And I tell you, like I said. Um, I'm, I'm kind of pulling for Lee Wood mm-hmm. only because I, he is the working man's, right? He had to come up. Remember, it was Michael Conlon, right? I think he was being escorted by, um, oh, gosh, by the the, the notorious one, uh, right? Conor McGregor. Yeah, right, fighting at Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. right? And Lee Wood is that guy, Rick, that's basically in the background waiting as the fill-in fight, yeah. right? At in you know In his home country, times where he didn't even get to fight. He scheduled a fight, but he didn't because the other fights went long. Where here's Michael Conlon, you know, headlining fights at, at MSG, no less, right? Yeah. And so that's being played up big time by the Lee Wood camp and team saying, you know, their guy has earned it. So this is a big grudge match. Yeah. Watch it for those of you guys listening. Now, this is going to be, is this the zone one? The zone. So it's in England. So expect it to be like afternoon. Yeah, this is going to be a good fight. Yeah. This is the atmosphere there is going to be electric. Mm-hmm. Um, watch this fight. I can't wait. Um, I got nothing against Michael Conlon. I just, I think that, again, I, I understand, right? Mm-hmm. He's just been showcased as, as you know, as the guy. So this is the first time they're stepping him up and he's actually fighting somebody mm-hmm. where it's not 80-20 yeah. Michael Conlon. That's the difference, right? Lee Wood his whole career he's fought fights that are you know 60 40 50 50 mm-hmm. this is the first time michael conlin is fighting a fight that's not at least 70 30 in his favor yeah no. so i can't wait this is gonna be a good fight make sure you watch this one mm-hmm. no looking forward to this one and uh you know wood was a an underdog in the uh, zukon fight and he ended up winning that one so. that is a very good point rick yeah. that's exactly right that's how he made his name mm-hmm. right by beating zukon which by the way you know he was on the cover of the Ring Magazine, right, uh, on April of 2020, the the future of boxing, okay? Um, he's one of the guys that, Z- that was— Yeah, Zucan yeah. was was on there, was on that list. So Lee Wood beating him was a major yeah. upset. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that you that you called that out. So I can't wait. And, yes, yeah. I'm pull, okay, I'll just go ahead and say I'm pulling for Lee Wood in this yeah. fight. No, yeah, I, I think me too. Uh, th- this one's a tough one to call. You know, I, uh, I could see this one going uh, either yeah. way. Yeah. Um, now we'll get to the boxing news. Um, Devin Haney you yeah. know, has already started promoting the uh, George Cambosis fight. Yeah. Uh, even though they're still in the negotiating uh, stages, it does seem like this fight is more likely now yeah. that uh, Lomachenko's, um, you know, fighting in the war yeah. or, um, you know, occupied with the war. Right, right. Yeah, it's unfortunate um, for Lomachenko. Obviously, a lot of respect for what he's doing overseas with this country but you know but the show must go on right Mm -hmm. and so yeah so it looks like this is going to be the fight um and i I think uh i think haney beats him i think haney would be slightly favored yeah i believe so too but you know what man cambosis is tough and Mm -hmm. we saw uh, haney get hit right by by Mm linares so you never know it could be a better fight than we think yeah um, you know, I, I definitely want to see it. You know, unifying would, would would be great. You know, in this division. 
Yeah, yeah. Haney says he's got all my belts. He's got the rest of my belts. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. Anthony Joshua, yeah. uh, he finally uh, selected his trainer. Yeah. Looks like he's going with uh, Angel Fernandez. Yeah. Who's currently in his camp. Yeah. Right? He's just getting promoted mm-hmm. to the lead guy, right? So he's been in his corner for about three years. Yeah. But yeah, now he's the main guy. Yeah. So you don't think there's a big change, right? No, I don't. Uh, yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, it's just kind of going to be more of the same. Yeah. You know, maybe slight changes, yeah. but I think not the changes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't understand going on a. a, a yeah. Big trainer interview tour. Right. And then going back with one of the guys that, you know, was in your corner. I agree with you. Yeah. I do. I agree with you, right? Why why go visit the Reynelsos and yeah. Goosen and talk to all these other guys, right? Only to go back. But the only thing I'll say is this though, right? Like in the corporate world, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've got, you know, the assistant manager or, you know, the senior or the yeah. lead engineer, et cetera, or analyst that gets promoted, right? And now they truly get to run the team kind of the yeah. way they want to, right? Mm-hmm. And they can say, hey, you know what? As the assistant, I was I was stifled, right? Yeah. I didn't really get to do things my way. So if that's the case, then maybe there will be a big change. Maybe this guy's been, you know, suggesting things the whole time, Rick, but mm-hmm. they've never listened to him, right? And and he's and he's made his case. Yeah. Or uh, not, you yeah. know, I don't. I don't or, feel that's the or, or case. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel this is just going to be more of the same. You don't same. buy the corporate answer yeah, there, huh? I, okay. I, I think uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. You know, is making a trainer change just to make a trainer change. Yeah. And this was the easiest way, easiest route. Yeah. You so, know, so now, what you're saying is, if he fights Usyk, your favorite Usyk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. right now I'm, I'm taking Usyk, and uh, yeah, you know, I don't even think it's close. I think he selected this guy. Yeah, you know, kind of uh, yeah. in the in the Jerry Jones kind of model, where yeah. he, yeah. you know, he yeah. can do what he wants, right? He can train where he wants, right? He can make run all the decisions, sure. Because Angel Fernandez isn't going to tell him no. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's kind of a cop out yeah. choice, is what you're saying yeah. too, right? You know what I mean? Easy. Kind of an it's kind of an easy way to go, uh-huh. low, low risk, already in your camp, right? Um, yeah. Um, also, um, Tyson Fury. Yeah, is saying that uh, he's going to retire after the Dillian White fight. Yeah, you know he mentions he's got six kids, a wife, plenty of money. He's not going to go broke like uh, you know Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield did. Yeah. Um, and you know he must retire from the sport with no brain damage. Yeah, and so he's either saying that and and he means it, yeah. and he's genuine, or that's just maybe posturing, right, mm-hmm. for for a big fight and a big payday after yeah. that. Um, I get it, by the way. And here's the thing, yeah. right? That guy is talented, not only in the ring, but outside the ring with mm-hmm. the mic. So he can make a living yeah. without lacing up the gloves, No, I think, by the way. I think he can do, um, you know, kind of like the NFL players where he, yeah. can, he can be ringside calling fights. And, uh, oh, easily. People would love to hear him. Can you imagine how many offers he would mm-hmm. have to be the color commentator? Yeah. Right, I mean, if you got the Lennox Lewis's mm-hmm. and you know, and the Abner Morris's, right? Yeah, this guy goes straight to the top, and, and he, you know, guaranteed he's gonna be calling himself the Gypsy King the whole time he's doing the. Uh, yeah, fight. that's that's exactly yeah. right. Um, but here's the thing, right? But does legacy mean anything to him? Yeah, I have him. I told you before, he continues where he's at. Mm-hmm. I think he's he could be one of the top ten heavyweights yeah. of all time. But that's if, okay, he beats Dillian White, then he beats Usek. Right, mm-hmm. and then he's done because he doesn't have to beat Anthony Joshua anymore. Yeah, 
since Usyk already did that, clearly Anthony Joshua was not, you know, one of the greatest heavyweights or best heavyweights no. around. So I'm good with that, mm-hmm. Fury. But what I would like to see is beat Usyk to be the actual undisputed heavyweight champion yeah. and then leave. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think that would cement uh, yeah. his legacy at that point. Yeah. Um, in bad boxing news, we have uh, Guillermo Rigondo. He's left with uh, 20% of his vision. Uh, he was cooking beans in a in a pressure cooker and it yeah. exploded. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know they're gonna have to wait like two three weeks to see if uh, his eyesight comes back to hundred percent. Wow. I mean, it's no secret, right? I have made no secret that yeah. I'm not a big fan of Guillermo mm-hmm. Rigondo. But yeah, and I know he just lost. Yeah. So it just keeps getting worse for him. But I don't wish ill will on anybody. No. Man. What no. a what a freak accident, man. Yeah. You know, very you know? strange, and um, you know, it just. Uh, you know, hopefully everything everything's okay. Yeah. Um, other bad news: we yeah. have uh, Wilfredo Gomez, uh, and no, uh, you know he's in uh, <laughs> poor health. Yeah. Um, they um, they found him living conditions. A lot of family members hadn't heard from him. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it's a girlfriend, but uh, there's a female that has kind of been taking care of him. Yeah. But not really taking care of him because um, yeah, the conditions he was he was living in were horrible. See, and this is you know. It it uh, it dovetails on what you were just saying about Tyson Fury. Uh-huh. We're talking Rick about the greatest 122 pounder of all time, yeah. Wilfredo the Bazooka Gomez, right? Mm-hmm. Who lost, by the way, to uh, to Salvador Sanchez, yeah, and, and beat uh, Lupe Pintor. And yet here he is, right? Greatest, probably, by the way, not probably, you know, the number one uh, Puerto Rican fighter of all time. Mm-hmm. How do you end up like that, man? Yeah, no, it um there's there's got to be people around that yeah. um you know kind of make sure and, and and I think he kind of lost touch. Yeah. Or whoever he's with yeah. was kind of keeping them away yeah. from him to yeah. find out how things were really going on. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, you know, we talked uh, remember we interviewed uh last year uh Christian uh Judas uh Judice, right? Yeah. Um Judah J, sorry. Um and he actually physically spent time with with mm-hmm. Wilfredo Gomez. And talked about how good a guy he was and yeah. how normal a person he was and how um, he just appreciated enjoyed life. So mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, man, yeah. to see a great fighter like that. No, I mean, remember we used to see, uh, well, I used to see, I used to see Bobby Chacon, mm-hmm. you know, walking around arenas, Rick, just not even knowing who he was yeah. and nobody really taking care of him. Yeah. Guy was homeless on the streets. Like that shouldn't happen nowadays. No. Maybe that was acceptable in the seventies and eighties, but nowadays we got to take care of these legends, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, there has to be somebody that you know looking out for them. Um, in the last part of the news, uh, Oscar De La Hoya finally did come out last week and say he's no longer going to return to the ring. Yeah, and uh, you know he's done. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's interesting, yeah. right? So what changed his mind? So why was he so animated? Right last yeah. year, I, I I think uh, I think a lot of that was pre girlfriend. Yeah. Now he's got yeah. the girlfriend, and yeah. uh, you know they're getting serious. So yeah, I believe that that has a lot to do with it. And the uh, because you remember right, um, he got sick and he made it a yeah. big deal to put it against Victor Belfort, who of course went on to knock out Evander Holyfield in yeah. a really ugly fight. Right. Mm. So yeah, you wonder what happened. Yeah, you know, and by I, the way, I'm glad that he made the decision. Right? Yeah, no, okay. we're, we're 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 all probably better off without yeah. it. Yeah, um, but it did look like he was getting in pretty good shape. You know, right before the COVID hit, 
Yeah, and not then, anymore. But, but we we did comment, I think, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That he put that weight back on. Yeah, we saw him and uh, we saw him in TJ mm-hmm. when he was uh, you know greeted with a round full of of booze. Yeah. By the fans and <laughs> TJ and remember, yeah, we we saw him and it's like whoa, uh-huh. yeah, he got in great shape. Yeah. Seemed looked like he was getting the the six pack back. Yeah. Not anymore. No. No, definitely not. And uh, that, that's all I have for the uh, boxing news. That is uh, that is interesting, and I'll just go back and say I'm gl- that's a good decision. Yeah, because we don't need to see him back, right? And that's why. Remember, we talked about Rick when all that was going on. I never took it serious. Yeah, right about him. Remember, we talking about fighting Canelo, <laughs> right? And all these guys wanted to make a name on him. We don't yeah. need to see that, no. man. Career's over. He got knocked out, you know, by Manny Pacquiao in a fight that. That he shouldn't have. Yeah. And just that it is what it is, man. You're a promoter. You're a great fighter. Hall of Famer. Move on. Yeah. I don't even need to see him in an exhibition, man. Yeah, no. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back, wrapping this up with the stat of the week. What do we got, Rick? So we've got, uh, since it was Chocolatito's weekend, you know, Chocolatito is 21-1 and one against Mexican fighters. Wow. Yeah. The, the the real Mexicutioner. Yeah. You remember Roger Mayweather had, had dubbed himself that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people argue, you know, <laughs> that he should have won the last Estrada fight, you know, yeah. split decision loss. You know, he he could be twenty two and zero at this point. Yeah, against uh, Mexican fighters, but uh, you know, he was asked why he has so much uh, yeah. success, and he said a lot of it was because they 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 come and they want to have a war, and it kind of plays into you know, yeah, his his style. Well, yeah, I mean, and you know, look no further than Saturday night yeah. with Martinez coming straight in, um, wailing away. Throwing, by the way, some of the widest punches that you'll ever see mm-hmm. in a price fight, right? Against a, a professional who is basically a surgeon in those situations. Yeah. And by the way, enough of this complaining, Chocolatito. I'm sorry. He he loses me a bit, Rick, when he starts complaining about El Gallo and he didn't lose. No, you lost. Yeah. You lost because the judges said you lost. That was, again, you know, talk about on the, you know, very timely with us talking about all the judging Subjective, man. Yeah. Subjective. I had the close fight. I had El Gallo winning that fight. Mm-hmm. Not again, not overwhelmingly, but I had I I had him winning. Yeah. This is why they need to fight again. And El Gallo's not running from anybody. He just did, you know, health conditions, etc. Yeah, no, I I, I think uh, I probably had Chocolatito winning that last this yeah. the start of fight. Yeah. But what it did do was cause her to be a third fight. Yeah, that's exactly you know, right. But and, even you would say it was close. Yeah, it was close. Right. Um, you know, but you know, I think the reason why is because I think the promoters, you know, and the fans, yeah. a lot of people wanted there to be a third fight. So, yeah. you know, this is just, um, you know, I think do think it could be up next. Yeah. You know, for these two. I'm trying to find Rick in the ABCs of boxing. I'm trying to find where that's one of the criterias where if the fight has an opportunity to be a bigger one, the yeah. next one, to you know, rule in favor of the fighter who already has one loss. That, that's Doesn't on say the, that, Rick. That's on the back page, though. Yeah, you know, I, I think, I think it's it's the uh, 
<laughs> Unofficial official rules. Is that right? That's yeah. interesting. I see number one, clean punching. Number uh-huh. two, effective aggressive. Three, ring generalship. Four, defense. And then you're saying turn the page around, huh? Yeah, no. They're on, the, <laughs> on the back. There it, it is. It says if, and, and if you're officiating a top-ranked card, yeah. you know, you better pick the guy you know, that's yeah, favorite. Yeah, that's right. If there are financial right mm-hmm. ramifications of the decision mm-hmm. that can result in an even bigger payout, yeah. mainly for the promoters, and involved, right? Yep. Then that should also sway where uh, and who you award the round to, I yeah. guess, right? So now that's still impressive. Twenty-one and one, the you know the new executioner, and he's right. His defense, the way he holds his hands up high, yep. a very surgical, precise puncher with his combinations. Yeah, yeah. You get fighters coming straight forward, like Martinez found out. You're going to get mowed down mm-hmm. against this guy. So amazing performance, surefire Hall of Famer. We'd love to still see him, right, against Inouye. Or at this point, let's see the rematch. Eddie Hearn, by the way, was kind of noncommittal after the fight when they interviewed him as far as who he's going to fight next, Rick. Yeah. Kind of noncommittal. He's just throwing all the names around. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, there's only one name. We want to see him fight El Gallo Estrada. That's the fight. That's the fight. There's nobody else. And it should be here again, by the way, mm-hmm. here in Southern California. Yeah, don't, don't you know? Don't cheat us. Don't move it to Texas. You yeah, know, we want it here. Yeah, yeah, like the Ryan Garcia fights in Texas. Yeah, we're not going to go to Texas for that. No, it's just not going to happen. All right, good stuff. Good show. Can't wait for the fight. Don't forget Lee Wood, Michael Conlon, big fight, great atmosphere. Can't wait to see how that uh, transpires. We'll talk about it next week. See you next week, Rick. See you next week.